Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. When it comes down to it, what are we at our core? We are North American Waterfowl. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Elliot, and you're listening to another episode of the North American Waterfowler Podcast. Today, I have on a personal friend, Matt Vachi, and I had to say it in my head. I always have to say Vachi in my head because I said Vochi probably 10,000 times. (laughs) What's going on, Matt? Uh, Not much. It's it's summertime, but it's now feels like it's getting to be real, where it's like September 1 is, is approaching. So. Yeah, it is. It's it, like in the last three or four days, it's like clicked. Like it is right around the corner. So yeah. give you guys a little background on who Matt is. He is the winner of the first ever hunt giveaway. It was the Duck Gun Podcast Patreon hunt giveaway that Jordan and I were doing. <clears throat> and Matt was drawn. He's been uh, on Patreon. How long have you been on Patreon? Um, It would have been that year. So that what was that? That was your first year. That was 2021. So yep. you've been on 21, 22, and so almost three years, pushing probably around two, three years, about around three years, three years. I've probably. been about three years now. Yep. Yep. Right. And so out of, I don't know how many, several thousand, his name was drawn. And, and I want to talk about Matt's experiences coming to Kansas. And then he actually made a return trip. It's funny because like, I, I'm guessing how many days do you think you've stayed at my house at this point? Like 15? It's quite a few. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, we, so we definitely did the, in between Christmas and new year's, that whole stretch, Greg and I did another one. Um, right. So we did that. Uh, the, the hunt giveaway, uh, 
uh, we stayed in an Airbnb. Uh, but after that, oh, that's right, you didn't because I didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have people stay in my house if I've never even met them face to face. Typically, uh, no, I totally agree with right. that. If you're, like, especially you know, it's like if I told my wife, like, yeah, I don't know, it's just some dude. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sure it'll be fine. honey kids two strange men from the internet (laughs) the men from the internet are here i'm gonna go to bed now not too much not too much don't walk into my daughter's room please (laughs) right exactly right no but after that after that that was a good that was a good call i appreciated it i have a daughter i'm like no 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 let's yeah let's see how we vibe before you're just like (laughs) <laughs> and so this podcast is being live streamed to the Patreon audience. So that's one of the things that you are able to access. If you go over to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. And a lot of the times I record, not every time, because sometimes I record just based on how I feel and I just jump on and do it. But a lot of times um, there's a live stream. So Tim Cochran's on there and he is saying the discussion topics for this podcast are one, how Matt stole the first hunt giveaway Two. How the no, first no. hunt giveaway was rigged. Three, why Matt Vachi should quit ruining my chances to go hunt with Elliot. <laughs> there, there is a, there's a little part of me that does get joy out of Tim's commentary, where it's just like, it's like, I think you stole it from me. And I'm like, I, I know I did. He yeah, was just yeah. like, spin it again. Nope. No, no. There was one, I think it was the second hunt giveaway where before the event I was looking at the wheel and I accidentally spun it and I didn't mean to click it. So whoever, I don't remember whose name it landed on, but whoever's name landed on got completely screwed because I just didn't mean to. (laughs) I mean, I know that they they had an equal chance the second time around, you know, it's like mathematically, but we all know like in the grand things, your name's not coming Mm. up again. Like, like, no, it's like, well, it's the same number of chances, but it's like, it's not, it's not happening. I felt really bad about that. I was like, it's been like, Jordan, I accidentally hit it. I accidentally hit it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could remember who it was. Oh, it was Tim Cochran. His name came up. <laughs> you know, I don't know why Tim's running his mouth. You've said you've seen the two hunts he came on me with. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You guys went you hunts guys of a lifetime. Stayed. Yeah, I mean, amazing back to back killer hunts. Yeah. yeah. In in <laughs> Tim says, suck it. <laughs> oh, that dude cracks me up. Um, Tim, aka Woody. Um, but that hunt, the first hunt that Tim Cochran was on was kind of reminiscent of the second day hunt you were on mm-hmm. because out of the two days in my life where I can say, which days did you see the most off the most ducks in the air every second? Those two days are the two. It, it was, uh, you know, like that, that second day, just, it's hard to explain to people, you know, where it, I was, is. Where it, it was it, just thousands thousands of yeah. ducks everywhere you can't I mean, I, just, I, the video the video doesn't even come close to doing it I know. It, it is too bad like I, you know and and trying to explain it to like my family where i'm like no 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 like the noise you know where you're like teal where it felt like you could just like reach out and grab them you know like you could hear that noise where we're just done hunting we're standing up and it's just like and they're yeah. everywhere everywhere it was amazing i mean yeah, yeah. you, you could have 
you could have worn blaze orange probably and just still been like we're, we you know yeah we, our hide sucked you know like our hide our sucked. Hide was not good. it was not good at all but like that was one of those where they were coming and it didn't matter if you were like out there like come on in boys like here we go with the red flashing cones they were they were coming. It was right. So, and I, I want to talk about that hunt a little bit more in detail, but let's back up a little bit before we do that. Cause I do want to um, catch up and just, where are you from? Um, where do you hunt? Um, what's kind of a year of duck hunting for you? Like, and before, and then we'll slide into the Kansas strips. Sure. Um, so I am, uh, I, I live just outside Baltimore, Maryland, um, so just north of it in Towson. Um, so it is a, you know, we're just outside Baltimore city. Towson university is right here. So it's, you know, it is a university town slash the County seat. Um, and we are 30 minutes from the Chesapeake Bay. So, and, and some tributaries, uh, up here, we're at the North part of the, the Bay where more, it's more freshwater coming in. So you have rivers mm-hmm. that are feeding in, in the North and then, you know, it's brackish. So then the salinity goes up as you go <clears throat> South towards the ocean. Um, so we hunt some around here and it's, it's, it's like urban hunting, you know, where it, uh, I don't think you can get the full immersion. Like you, <laughs> it doesn't about. exist out there. Nah, not, not right here. You know, if like, if, so if I want to hunt before work, which I like to do some where I want to get out there, I want to try to hunt, hunt until like nine o'clock bag it, be in the office by 10, let's say you're going to like the Amtrak's coming right by you The you know, it's like, it, mm-hmm. there's, there's a guy that's like on his dock cleaning his boat. And it's just like, what are you doing over there? You know, it's, it's <laughs> you're like trying to kill some ducks. So, um, <laughs> there's that. Um, and then, so we hunt some around here. Um, and, and really the, you know, so, uh, East coast style, um, you know, the hunting is not as good. I mean, it, it isn't, but that being said, we do get a decent variety of, of ducks right around here where, you know, if I want to hunt within 30 minutes to an hour, if I go an hour, I get enough out into like the country that I can get that kind of, there's nobody around me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you cross over and go to the Eastern shore, you can get in salt marshes and, you know, really feel like you're kind of out there. Um, yeah. So, you know, is there something about the, is there, is there something about the atmosphere where it's like an urban hunting setting that is enjoyable? Um, yeah. I mean, look, you know, I still like it a lot. Um, I mean by that, like, is there a uniqueness that that environment has that I don't know about that is kind of, um, interesting or, or, unique in a way that 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 has its own little specialness to it i guess it's because i know shooting ducks is fun wherever you shoot them so i don't sure. mean is it fun shooting it i mean is there something sure. about is it the fun shooting that ducks? yep <clears throat> it is um right now i think it's you know look it's kind of neat when you're like all right so the the one there's a little tributary that goes out to the the bay and um you know it's public and um, we can get into regulations because I think 
you know, the coasts are known for regulation in, in many ways and duck hunting's no no different. So these are places where you have to call three days before, you have to get your specific spot and, <laughs> you know, get, okay, you're number three and like that, and you can, there's a posted marker there and you can hunt within 50 feet of that posted marker. Like that is to be legal, it's that marker 50 feet either way, basically. Um, so, you know, is, is that, so that takes, so that's, that's the boo. It takes away from the fun. You know, you, you kind of are like, they're either going to be at number three or they're not going to be at number three today. But, you know, I looked at the wind, I looked at different things and I think that this is what I want to be at. Um, is it cool to like, I don't know. There is something neat to just being like, all right, yeah, the Amtrak's going by and I'm shooting like a mixed bag of God knows what, you know, and it's neat to just, you know, like some widgeon come by and you're like, all right, I had no idea we were going to get widgeon today. You know, will we shoot shovelers or buffalo heads behind me? Like, heck yeah, we will. You know, it's like, I I, I mean, it, it it is fun. And I guess that that's the cool thing. And I guess to me, it's the cost benefit of, a day in the field or just, you know, wait until Saturday, you know, it's like that right. we can't hunt Sundays. So no Sunday hunting. So if, Why? if you wait, so, you know, there's a lot of like, so we still have a lot of blue laws. I, I, I think that's the idea. I mean, now I guess it would probably be by blue laws. You mean Republican? Oh no, no. Like, um, like you, you can't buy uh, alcohol on Sundays in a lot of places. But I always thought those were like conservative Christian Republican laws. Well, if we look back That's always at what, what were called the 13 original colonies. Uh, so I think that a lot of that goes back to there. Like it probably w- was a more, you know, there were some, there were simpler times on the East coast uh, that have been forgotten, but um, like there's counties in Texas that are dry that you can't even buy alcohol at all. And I always assumed that those places are just like, cause when, when conservative Christians go off the rails, they like, they try to force their morality on people in a way that's like, you know, you know, like don't murder. That's a great law. Don't drink alcohol on Sunday. Stupid. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to legislate what they think is a sin. Well, it's that. And like, so there's, so, and someone said like Bible belt laws. So they are still like, you can't, so, so, Beers were weird around here on Sundays. And so like a couple people have a seven day permit and it's got to be the most valuable thing in the world because <sighs> there's like one place in for 20 miles and everybody's there on Sunday. And if like there's a <laughs> the heathen game, hotspot, the door is like, it's out the door where it's like they have a banging <laughs> business. So like you can't buy a car on Sundays. You can't, I mean, like there's just a whole bunch of different what? things. And it drives us crazy because so, you know, my wife and I both work and you're like, we get two, we get two days. Um, but I grew up in a dry town right here in Maryland. So, who you know, oh. you, never, you never know. And, and it would come up for a uh, referendum every few years and, and it would be voted down handily. Like it just, so, so you never, you never do know. Um, right. There's a lot. Someone, someone was saying, you know, there's blue cities and there's, you know, red elsewhere, and and I think that probably, you know, Maryland's got a lot more blue to it than just the the cities, but there's still a lot that is kind of old 
the older thinking on things like alcohol and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm pushing booze on people, you know, knock yourself out or don't knock yourself out. I'm kind of uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do, but um, right. I don't want to be like, Matt came on and I guess he loves booze because he was really upset about Sunday <laughs> alcohol sales. Well, no, yeah, I hear you. And like, so in Kansas, like, you know, Hilltop, the place with the little, but where I live with the little restaurant and that gas station that's kind of quaint in the back yeah, yeah, of yeah. my house. Sure. So like there, they can't in that gas station, they can only sell beer that's three two. They can't sell anything that's higher than three two. You can't sell line, you can't sell sell liquor. So what store owners do is they just create two separate door entrance doors and two separate rooms. So like you've got a liquor store on the right, and then the hill hilltop, the gas station and restaurant on the left, and you have to go up to the counter and say, Hey, I want to get some beer or something. They'll say, Okay, we'll go over there. Either they'll have someone working there or they'll actually go over, unlock it, walk you in so that they can sell it to you. It's like that is just so ridiculous that stuff like that exists. It's so then you cross the line of Missouri, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you can have you know but those kind of laws are just so stupid. Well, let's not even talk about the Missourians. They've got their own problems. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. but you uh, know, there uh, is some still like bad blood between Kansas and Missouri based on because you know the Civil War basically started on the Kansas Missouri border, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it, it mean, still exists. The blood, the bad blood still exists. It's, it is, it's you know, that's an interesting thing. And uh, you know, Maryland w- would have been on, uh, you know, would have been a Confederate state, but for um, you know. Lincoln saying like, there's no way, I mean, he couldn't be surrounded. So like federal right. troops took over Baltimore and Baltimore was a heavily like Confederate sympathizing mm. town, which now seems bizarre that, that it would have been like that, but it's like they, they sent federal troops because you couldn't surround Washington that, you know, that would have been. The other thing that interests me about the area you live in. So where I live, you go back 150 175 years you're talking native americans actively in this state living the way that they live hunting buffalo raiding or being raided whatever you know um but where you're at you your your similar history is civil war era stuff Mm -hmm. you know so i wonder how how the civil war impacted that area and and the culture of today because when you're talking so to about 170, 170, 170 years, the impact of those cultural things still still live 170 years later. You may not realize that they're there, but they're absolutely there. And I just wonder how that has plays out in today's society, that history being so young. Yeah, it's, I'm not I'm not really necessarily looking yeah, for an answer. I don't, I don't have an answer, but you know, it, <clears throat> it is really, you know, growing up where we would go to you know, battlefields where it was like, this was the bloodiest mm-hmm. battle of the civil war, you know, where it's like the, right. the Antietam Creek ran red for, you know, the, the whole, the stories and the lore, but like, but really, it, you know, these were horrific battles. They do a neat thing where they'll light up the bag, you know, they'll put a candle in a bag or whatever, and they'll have one for like each, every fallen um, soldier. And it's, I mean, it's a lot, it, you know, it, it, you know, they just lined up and just slaughtered each other. I mean, it was brutal, brutal stuff. Do you hear stories like, well, my great grandpa and stuff like that? Yeah. Because it would only be like great, great, great 
for you, it would probably be great, great or great, great, great. But I mean, it's not that far away if your relatives lived in that area. Yeah. We, um, it, you know, a lot of times it turned into ghost stories is what, is what really it turned into, you know, where it yeah, was like, like how, well, it was like, well, like, so, you know, so my buddy, you know, growing up, like, well, his family had this like little farm and like they said that mm-hmm. they, this and that. And like, so yeah. like, and it's like, well, the, you know, if you listen, like the piano will play sometimes at night and all that, and, like, you know, <laughs> and I mean, and they believe it. I mean, they like a hundred percent. So I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth, but like, you know, his, you know, I could think of my buddy and like his grandma, like. I mean, a hundred percent tells the story of like the piano plays by itself and that really, that it's something back to the civil war. And then there's also some people that, that, you know, they know that, um, there were, you know, that they lived on an area that was a plantation that there was, that there were, uh, slaves Mm -hmm. there. And then there's kind of lore and like stories that way. Um, right. And one of the things that Maryland, I think, did really well was we have a whole um, Harriet Tubman um, trail now, and it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's on. So on the eastern shore, she she was there, you know, enslaved there, and then got people to the north, and then she lived in I think both Canada and then someplace way up north, um, New Hampshire or something like that, um, but. A re- they've done like a really great like there's a, an awesome museum like we went there there's a trail where you can kind of follow where she was um and she lived a hard i mean a hard hard life beyond just like she had a brain injury um and um and then she like she she believed that she spoke to spirits and and could like mm-hmm. walk directly to to god and like told her and then like she and this became but but it was like, but it, it it's really deep anyway. So like that, that was something my wife and I actually went and did like that, uh, after, after season, I was like, I got us an Airbnb because I, <laughs> I've been away a lot. So like, yeah, good idea. very quaint. And, you know, so we went and stayed and then we like went to the museum and walked around, but it was, it was very cool. Very cool. So, yeah. But I, I'm a, I'm a late, I'm a late to hunting hunter though too. So, so my first season was 2019. Mm-hmm. So right, Greg got you into it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I this, um, you know, this, and so now I feel like almost I, I, I do feel and I do have a thought that I'm like making up for lost time. So, so. I know it drives Jill crazy, my wife, but I'm like, I just, I gotta go. I'm like, I gotta. And I also feel like I'm 46. So I'm like, all right, look, I can still kayak. I can still, like, I still have it in me to like, these are the years where I can still do a full send hunt. Like it might hurt some later in the afternoon, but like, but I can do it, you know? And so I want to, so now I just want to do it all the time. And so my law partner, I'm a lawyer. So my law partners and my wife are like, slow it down there, buddy. But, um, oh, I get it. But I do, I, I have like that rings in my ears that I'm like, okay, I got, I have these years where like, I, I want to hunt as long as I possibly can. But I know that mm-hmm. like, I can see even like, you know, my buddy Greg is, you know, he's a touch older. So he, you know, he'll be 61, I think this month. Um, and he's already like, I sort of prefer like a, boat blind or 
walking out yeah. like a goose, you know, just walking out the goose spread and kind of having the stool, which is fine. I mean, like both fun and that's great. But but I think like that starting to be like that's kind of what where he is. And so I feel like I'm on the clock now where I'm like, I want to, I want to do it all. Like I want to be in the Dakotas. I want to be, you know, it's like, I just, yeah. I have this feeling yeah. like I got to do it. I'm like I got to go to Alaska. I got it. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll, well, I'll get, get at it, man. Get at it. Yeah. We, we put Greg through it on both trips. Um, especially oh. the walk through the marsh this last year was he did it fine, but yeah, we, we, we worked, we worked. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a, uh, a decent slog you know that but even yeah. even the even like the amazing hunt that was still like you know we yeah we trekked wasn't around easy. in the dark it wasn't it wasn't super yeah. easy yeah no it, it wasn't it wasn't so in in where i live like to make a little comparison to some of the stories that you were telling so um we we will hear stories like if you get into the central part of Kansas, oh yeah, like at that old landscape, that's where the daughter got taken by the Indians. And so there's like little stories like that, um, or looking for arrowheads or <clears throat> going and seeing um Native American ruins or campgrounds, like oh, you see these little indents in the ground, you can see the circles and they'll have a little museum there, and and so what I'm interested about your hunting in the East coast. So when I see people <clears throat> hunting around houses and boat docks and stuff, if it looks suburban, I would have more interest in it. If, if I felt like it had East coast history involved, you know, mm-hmm. if I could feel like a sense of like, cause the East, the history of the East coast is so different than like the Midwest. It's so much more to it. And so deeper cause that's where it all started. And so, it, something's kind of intriguing to me if I could hunt in a way where I, I could kind of feel East coastness, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool to try. Well, I think everybody should try like the, you know, the, there's the Susquehanna flats. So that's, you know, people body boot and. Oh yeah. 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 And, <laughs> So I don't know if you've seen. So if you go on Facebook Marketplace and you know you can type these in, but the so that they have huge. I mean, I don't know three four feet, and they will make you know a goose or uh, you know or a huge diver, you know, like a canvas back that's three mm-hmm. by two, and you can stand behind it. You put your gun on it, and you know you are. You want to talk immersion, like you are. I mean, you're in it up right. up to your armpits. You're in it. Um, yeah, so I think like there's that, and then the marshes that are you know some of what we call the eastern shore. So you go across the Chesapeake Bay, you're on the eastern side. Um, that I think you know that's the shoot black ducks in you know salt marshes, kind of like that's. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you know. That's where it's at, you know, for for yeah. us. And then divers are everywhere. Like once it gets, if you get a nice cold, what kind? So what kind lots of, of bluebills. Um, so mm. stop. Um, lots of bluebills, but then you know uh, canvasbacks, uh, redheads. But I feel like bluebills when they come, they'll just be thousands and thousands of bluebills and, mm. and and they also are a duck that like when it's coming it's coming and it yeah. you know uh, a foot off the off the water and like it like they're coming right at you like 
you know, little jets. Yeah. So that would be fun. I, I like I like redheads and I like bluebills both. Uh, obviously, canvasback, but we see red we see redheads the most here by far. Ringneck redheads, ringnecks, um, and then every now I could I could go five six years between shooting bluebills, um, and I go go decades with I haven't shot a canvasback in fifteen years. That's so on my that that would be fun. That's on my list of like I want you know like a real stud. The, <clears throat> the you know that that would go on the wall. So. Yeah. So let's take a little a little jump forward um, as we move into um, you. You're on Patreon and you won the hunt giveaway. Yes. And I know I know you've told this story before, but give give a brief like what took place when you when you won. So. So I know that Tim Cochran may not believe this, but like, so I don't, I don't, I don't win a lot of stuff. It's not like, so I'm not one of those people that goes around and it's just like, you know what? I don't know. I put a quarter in that machine and a thousand bucks popped out. Like I just, I, I, not, I cause I didn't say it, that this is a winning thing too. You, you know, I'm on the wheel for the podcast giveaway. Right. Right. So right. Good, so I feel, I feel like I know the wheel went again and my name came up, but it's like, okay, I, I don't actually but well, maybe I do now. So, um, but uh, I, I had like, I had my family around. We were, wa- I was watching the live stream. They were probably making fun of me because I was like, Hey, this is the thing with the duck hunting and whatever. And they were like, dad, the, you know, the, this is, the, this is insane. So I'm waiting and, you know, we're, we're an hour uh, later than you guys. And I'm like, all right, let's get, to, let's get to this bad boy. Um, and we're waiting and waiting. And, and then finally like the, the wheel spun and it came up and I was like, I won, I won. And my wife's like, what did you win? I was like, I won, I won. And it really was just, like, like I, like I found the golden ticket, you know, where I, I won. And the kids were like, dad won. And they were like, what did you win? <laughs> <laughs> nothing for you right I was like, nothing that you're gonna care about <laughs> so uh yeah. so so that was august and then um and then i guess we talked a little bit and we mm-hmm. were trying it was trying to get schedules down and then um i guess um I guess Jordan was having some, you know, some health stuff going on and things were going on for him. And then it finally was like, all right, we're, we're going to Kansas and it's going to be F FDH style. So, right. Um, yeah. So we ended up and that was in December. Yeah. I'm that sucks. Jordan couldn't make it because he's made multiple trips to Kansas and has never had the kind of hunt that you had. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the the cool thing about the the place that we went on day one is currently my favorite place that to hunt. I just absolutely love it. We call it the Arkansas Slough. I ch- I used to just call it the Slough, but now Jake says it reminds him of sloughs in Arkansas that he used to grow up hunting. So we call it the Arkansas Slough now. Um, and I absolutely love that place. And that was not it wasn't a great hunt, but it was not a bad little hunt at all. And it kind of gave you a taste of a of a different atmosphere. You know, it's a, just a thin little piece of water probably 25 uh, probably 30 30 35 yards across mm-hmm. um and it's about a 300 yard little little run of water and so when the birds finish in it it's like you need less passes in that place to be happy because when you get them they're so satisfying because there's trees oh, yeah. involved and 
and everything we killed was just what we did kill was just doing it really, really nicely. I feel like that, you know, in comparison, so that would be a banger hunt for, for like where, you know, where I am, that would right. have been like, you know, that's a, we crushed it, you know, between, you know, there were four of us. So your dad went, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, my, so it was, Oh, or did I lose you? Oh, there you are. Um, yep. sorry. Um, so it was your dad, my buddy, Greg, who got me into to duck hunting and has been duck hunting since he was a kid. Um, and, um, you, me, you know, and I think we, we killed 10, 11 ducks, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. You know, so, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, somewhere in that ballpark, but, but we had great, but the ones that did it, you know, the, the passes were amazing. You know, it's like we had a bunch of teal come in and we shot everything at 15 yards and in, I mean, right. all, really close, really close, really, really close. Um, and we were, you know, we were kind of ha- happy and by, I don't know, you know, 1030, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like you sat out all day and you're like, we got three ducks. Sorry. You yeah. know, it, it was fun. I, I really want to kill mallards in that place. You should see that place now, by the way, because a lot of the trees have fallen down. It actually, it doesn't, it's kind of, it's still cool, but there's less trees now because they've all kind of fallen, died and fallen over. But the thing that I really like about that place is the mallard decoys are fantastic. But when you get teal, a lot of times they end up being 10 to 15 in a pack. Yeah. And they tend, they tend to whip over the slough, go down to the end, turn back and just bomb right down in. And that's what that one group did. Yep. We had one, I think it was just, I know we had one. I have to go back and watch the video. And guys, these, these videos are all on YouTube. Um, I'll, I'll actually post them on the podcast group, the North American waterfowl podcast. I'll post them on there if you want to see them. Um, so go join that. And I also try to, I'll try to post them on Patreon too. Um, but that little, when, when those little groups of teal do it in that hole, it is really, really fun. It, so, so that was, that was great. I mean, it was everything that, you know, you're like, look, we woke up, we got out there, there were mallard, you know, like mallards first thing. And then, yeah. you know, finished up with that, that group of teal came through and, you know, we dropped a few out of that. It was, that was great. You know, like that, that's right. a good hunt. And I think, you know, from, I guess, expectation wise, it's like, that was a good hunt, man. They're, they're not all going to yeah. be like, well, there was four of us. So you better have 24 ducks when you're done, you know? And it's like, that's just, right. not- if, if you're not happy with that hunt, your expectations are too high. Yeah. You know, where you're like, it was, it was a great location. There was not a person yeah. like we, I guess we heard some shots that were probably yeah. 500, four, 400, 500 yards away, but you could not see them. I mean, it was impossible. Right. So, okay. You heard a couple of other shotguns go off, but that's it. You know, like you, we didn't see yeah anybody else. I mean, that was, so what, you know, what on public land. It's and like, really that's been true on almost every hunt that, that you've gone on in Kansas. It's like, I, I don't know. I can't imagine how someone like you hears that Kansas is overpressured because you've been on eight or nine, 10, 11 hunts somewhere like that yep. in Kansas at this point. Yep. And how many of those did you feel like there was pressure at all? There was one hunt that I guess, you know, where we walked the the walk with uh, Greg there, mm-hmm. that yeah. that we met somebody and you know in in the dark and kind of triangulated like, 
where are you guys going to be and where are we going to be? Other than that, you know, and that was still fine. That wasn't like pressure, right. like, well, there's eight groups in this small pool. What are we going to do? That was one other group. Right. That was it. I mean, that was the most right. pressure, I guess, that I've, you know. that was One like, other group of two. One other group. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where it was just kind of like, where are you guys going to be? We don't want to be on top of you. Let's, you know, let's not do that. There's enough space for everybody. But other than that, we, I mean, there were many hunts we didn't see another person. Yeah. And I don't want to misrepresent Kansas because that very same pool I've been in where it's ridiculously pressured um, and that pool can be. So I don't want to misrepresent things. There is definitely hunts that I've been on that is just way too many people that have ruined it. People have walked in too close to me. So that those those instances definitely do happen. Um, but typically, if you're thoughtful about it and you know the area, you can avoid it, which I think my group is pretty good at that, like knowing how to avoid kill ducks without being around a lot of other people, you know? I mean, that's going to look, that's going to happen too. I, I thought I had found a place <clears throat> that I was like, all right. And it, it was for, I was paddling and for paddling. I thought, man, I'm way out here. Like I'm, I'm so yeah. far away, but you know, enter mud motors and it's like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it got a little slow and then guys go cruising around the marsh and it's just like, right okay, now I got guys every like four or five minutes just driving nearly in my decoy. It felt like it at least, you know, where you're yeah, just kind of yeah, like, yeah. you're like, really? You know, like, all right. So after a while, I just like got out of the blind. It was like, you know, you just wave. You're like, hey, how you doing? I guess there's no ducks where you are either. Um, so right. I, I don't know. I mean, there's that's going to happen. That, that's life. For sure. And, I, for and sure. I really thought like so, I had tucked myself back, like, yeah, oh, I'm so far out here. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's disheartening. Hey, everybody and their brothers out here. Great. <laughs> That's one reason why I hate opening day, because I have all these spots. Like I like to think that I'm like one of the only people that know about them. But if but opening day will tell you. There's so many people that knows about that know about your secret spots. Cause on opening days, there's people in every little nook and cranny right. of everywhere. So that's one reason why I flee um, openers around where I, my favorite places because I, I like to live in this dream. That because you figure, you know, if a thousand people know about a place, how often do they hunt it? Maybe they've hunted it three to ten times in their life, you know. So you can have days where lots of people know about a place, but you feel like you're the only, one, you know, you're the only one there. So kind of dispels that. So uh, towards the end of that day, I'd been talking to Aiden, and he was Aiden. like. We're on them. We found it. And so we had a little meeting yep. and it was like, Hey, this is going to be a bit of a drive. I don't know. We're going to have to get up super early. I've never been there. So Aiden can't hunt with this. It's walking in the dark. What do you guys think we should do? And, and you guys like, yeah, huh? let's go give it a try. Well, yeah, See what we can do. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah think, why not? You're there. Right. I think, so I think that was look, you know, at, I always push, you know, so I'm, I'm the, you yeah. know, I'm the push like where I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like, let's do it. You know, it's going to be yeah. a three and a half hour drive. And I'm like, sounds good. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but well, and I'd never hunted that place. So we were, we were going and other than just Aiden giving us a pin, you know, it, we're just like pretty much just going in blind as a group. I'm glad I didn't know that then uh, as much because it was, you know, uh, it, <laughs> It gave me the feeling of like, oh, well, I'm with Elliot. He he must know this place like the back of his hand. We're, like bombing through hey. a, we're bombing through a marsh that like, 
there were parts where it was tight, you know, even for the yeah. the boats, the boats, whatever, uh, 54, and you're like, okay, we got yeah. 58 inches at least. We'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there was a little canal that goes up to the entrance of this, and I was taking it pretty aggressively for that being my first you time sure, on you it. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my very favorite instagram reels i've ever made is on the way out you yeah. know where i can see you on the bow and greg sitting there and that song's playing out of all the instagram reels i've ever put out i think that's my favorite that uh there there is a joy in like uh you know in not knowing where you're like the captain's got it like yeah. <laughs> cap's got this no problem i'm sure he's done this and i'm thinking now. damn i hope we don't run out of water in here because we're in about six inches of water right now and i hope we don't run out <laughs> yeah so and we eventually did run out of water did run, i mean so you got way back there. but not stuck but not yeah we got far enough for it to be effective so this little canal I mean, when, yeah, this thing is tight. So I've got an 1854 and it barely fit in this thing. It did fit in it, but it was probably, realistically speaking, it was probably a hundred inches wide. It didn't feel like that. But, um, so we, we got through this little canal and it's a steep sided canal and we got into the open pool and ran out of water there. And I, I, I can't remember. Certainly we heard ducks quacking when we got out of the boat, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I would, we had to have. We would have had to have. No, that was an awesome. So that was a great morning. So we we probably, I don't know, we left it in the, was it in the ones or the twos? It was early. I probably, mean, like, you know, yeah, we had left early. Um, and it was just, that was so open. So that, so that's the, so differences. There's nowhere, mm -hmm. and, and this also affects like scouting, but like, but, you know, there are, both hills here and there's trees everywhere. And so there's no, mm -hmm. there's like that feeling of openness. And I know that if you go even further, you can get more open, you know, that feeling, but, but I would call that, that a prairie mouse. I would call that a prairie yeah, mouse. Yeah. We had driven far enough that we had kind of entered the prairie. It was awesome. I mean, that feeling of like yeah. you, so just yeah. feeling like you could see forever the, the ducks mm -hmm. are, are quacking. And then, you know, and, we had hit the right time. So I probably saw like 15 shooting stars. Uh, like you want to talk yeah. about just kind of like everything's like, this feels really good. You know, where you're like yeah. ducks are quacking. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the whole deal. It just, uh, that was awesome. And then to boot, it was a red, it was a red sunrise, uh, which red sunrises don't happen very often. And I did get some pretty good video of that red sunrise. I've actually used that, um, in B-roll quite a, quite a few times where we had a red sunrise and on a, so the, it was a beautiful hill with red sunrise above it and th thousands of ducks and some geese just mm. flying back and forth highlighted by that red on the back. And that was before shooting time. Yeah. And that was just that visual spectacle alone, that is, is one of the things like if I didn't, ha if I hadn't recorded a video, cause now we can go back and watch it whenever we want. That is one of the images that would be everlasting in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, and there's something it's, it's hard to explain. And I know I've tried to, to, to do it, but there's something different about um, the sunrises there like it mm -hmm. comes up faster mm -hmm. it feels like it comes up faster here I, and i don't know i don't know what that 
you know, that, okay, maybe that doesn't make sense, but, but it came up. Maybe because of light pollution. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but that kind of like, it started out and it was orange and it just red and it came up and it took a long, where I was mm-hmm. like, it got to be shooting light. And it still was like, no, no, mm-hmm. it's 20, 30 minutes until shooting. You're, like, You're kidding. Um, but then, the, <laughs> you know, then they just came and it was, I mean, so we, right. we, we marched, we marched through the, the marsh. Um, if anyone ever hunts with Elliot, you should do some cardio in advance. <laughs> poor, poor greg was like this guy's killing me uh <laughs> we we just took off into the dark it was it was just stomped off into the just, dark it was into the dark and it was like all right we're, we're going over here and and there wasn't much and there really wasn't much in the way to of cover i mean at all um no, well, and was, to give people a little a little bit of visual before you go on, um, it's probably calf deep water yeah. with a lot of vegetation in it. Um, but the vegetation only came up, a, you know, three or four inches above the water. But it, so it was all huge, shallow water marsh with with good vegetation, but not like hiding vegetation. So the, from the whole time we walked. Okay, go ahead. Right, you know, you're walking through barn grass, you know, just the entire time. Mm-hmm. May just below your knees, you know, but you're, but, right. but you're hauling in a marsh and, and things always seem that at night, the distance is so weird, you know, because yeah. we kept hearing the quacking. We're like, there's gotta be. And, and then you're looking and you're like, there's going to be, cause there was, there was some um, like a little bit of uh, ice too. And we're like, there's gotta be mm-hmm. like an open spot. There's keep looking and like quite a bit of ice, quite a bit of sheet, 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 uh, uh, ice. And then, you know, right. you're almost looking like for the mirage where you're like, Oh, there it is. It's gotta be. It's just, if we go another hundred yards, it's going to open right up. And we kept right. going a little yeah, further yeah. and a little further and uh-huh. it's like, no, it's nothing's open. I, 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 we can't find it. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, I don't know. It, not, it was, you know, uh, it was under seven miles that we hiked uh, from the boat. No, it was probably three. <laughs> I don't know, it was three, or, three or four hundred yards. It wasn't. It wasn't something monstrous, but yeah. But we did a couple yeah, loops around where we were like, maybe over here, maybe over there. That was the. Uh, you know. Well, the thing is, in the dark like that with a flashlight, you will get mirages of open pools because as the light goes through it, it'll look. Oh, well, that looks like open water because we were struggling with the vegetation and ice. And so you'd see something like a hundred yards off that would look like an open pool and you walk over to it. And it's like exactly what you were just standing in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I could have swore there was a 100%. pool over here. And none of us had been in this marsh. So we have no conceptual visualization of what it looks like. It's just in, cause it's just being in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. No, go, going in blind is, is very interesting. I've done it before to a disastrous result. I walked into the thickest <laughs> buck brush that I think I've ever, and I had my brother with me and like, so, so I'm not a, like, I'm not a tiny person, but my brother's a big dude. Um, so, uh-huh. you know, so he's, he's hauling through this stuff and he got caught and just in like stickers and whatever. And he was <laughs> oh, like, no. I hate you so much. <laughs> you know, where I, was, I was like, just follow me. We just got to go straight through the air. Like we're going to be killing ducks in no time. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's got cuts on his face. He's like, I oh. hate you. I'm going to die. That his first and back. last hunt. Right. Exactly. Where it's like, no, it doesn't <laughs> much anymore. Uh, anyway, so that, going in blind is, is always an interesting thing, but, um, at a certain point, I think we just kind of 
were like, this this is going to be the spot. I mean, that right. it wasn't any kind of genius move. It was just... Right. We found a little more cover. We found the best cover we could find. Right. And there was a lot of, I don't know what kind of the grass it was. That, there, there's a certain type of like yellowish grass that's easy to pick up and manipulate. Mm-hmm. And so we found some of that and just did our best to make impromptu hide, which on a normal day probably wouldn't have been enough. Yeah, it was, I don't know, we, we found like a couple of, you know, I mean, three, four feet high posts and made just a little... Mm-hmm. like i don't know just a square and then stuff some things in it and we're like that's yeah that's gonna be what it's gonna be um yeah but but that was you know just the the, the anticipation on that one was awesome you know where yeah there's there's the mornings that you're not hearing ducks and you're kind of that hopeful feeling as like the sun starts to come up and you're like they could still come around. They could still come around. This was more like mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what what this is. Right. Be. You know, like there's a difference. Yeah. There's those, you know, because there's many mornings I've sat there and just been like, hope springs eternal, man. Like, you know, they'll be, they'll, <laughs> you know, like something will fly by. Uh, yeah. This one was like, I just want to see it because you could hear, you could hear wings, you could hear the 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 quacking you could hear the whiz you know you knew there was some widgeon in there you knew that there were mallards yeah it just pintail yeah you know where you're like i want to i just want to see it and then like you have a pretty good feeling that was one of those days where once sun started coming up and you could see like the them flying against that red background then expectations were like if you don't shoot a limit something's wrong with you <laughs> you know that like expectations right. shot like straight through the yeah. roof at that point where you're like uh-huh. better shoot them all man so yeah the only thing at that point is like i want to see the first group finish because you can have days like that where it's like okay we're not hitting well enough something's wrong we just can't get them to do anything even though there's so many of them. So once we had the first couple of birds, cause we were working nice flocks of like 15 to 20 and our hide wasn't good enough to get those full flocks, but we would get two or three to drop out of the flocks. And, and a lot of them finished some of them. We were, you know, not quite getting them to finish, but the shooting was all um, killable, killable quality shots. Oh Yeah. No, I mean like that, and some just finished perfectly, like that double that you and Greg doubled on. That was kind of like the highlight. Yeah, that's what sticks out to me. That that, and I got a widgeon that came in like roaring down, right? And and it was one that came like down straight at us, and then pulled up, like, you know, pulled up, and just it, you know, it wasn't skill. It, you know, it's like I'm, you know, I'm no. The, you know, dead eye. It was just kind of like pull up your gun, shoot, and I just nailed him. And it was like, whoa, you know, just like <laughs> right, right in front, like yeah, it just. Dead. I think he was attacking you. I like, think I mean, he, if you had a shot at me, like, killed you. Coming in, you know, it's like, like a suicide in. bomber. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So that's what stick. Those stick out uh, to me. So uh, yeah, the the one of the moments that stuck out to me was I think you and I. I think I shot a double and you shot a single. We had a group of widgeon that were working off to the left. And they're working off to my side and they came right in front of us and they didn't quite perfectly finish, but it was nice. And if I remember right, I doubled and you shot a single on it. I think 
Um, but it was just it being Widgeon and they made several circles. They banked out in front of us. Their wings were just perfect. Yeah. And it was just a really, really fun, fun group. That's a hunt though. Like if it'd been, um, just you and I or you and Greg and we had put the layout boats on top of the boat and we had gotten those ascends mm-hmm. in there with the, Oh my gosh. Then we would have been able to finish like those groups if we had had the layout boats in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I wonder why I didn't bring the a frame in there on that day. I wonder why I didn't bring that a frame. Cause that would have been an easy a frame place. Maybe it was just the unknown. Of like, Maybe so. Maybe so. Know. Cause that would have been like the way we a framed with Jake. Yep. Yep. That would have been perfect in there. Uh, we would have and the hide would have been. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean like that, that would have helped. I mean, look, it's hard to complain when you're like, well, you were done. Yeah. You were done at nine o'clock. And even while we're picking up, there's just still thousands of ducks all, all around. Yeah. You know, they're like tough, tough to complain. They probably would have come in and finished in bigger flocks. We did get it was yeah, but but at the same time too, you're like, look, there's something nice about the there's tons of ducks around, and you're on like you know a little gentleman shoot where you're like, oh, right. here you go, shoot shoot that one, and then like you know you wait three minutes and then another one comes in, like that's still not a bad, right. that's not a bad day, you know. No. So twelve didn't come it's in, fantastic, and you didn't you know just finish in two minutes, but yeah. Um, so the double that. Matt and Greg made, there was a group that had been working us and two Drakes dropped out of it and they finished perfectly. And they shot like all you could really, were the shots simultaneous or were they just, I can't remember if they were exactly at the same time or, or just off each other, but the both Drakes just crumbled at the same moment. It was, that was just a, I mean, cause it felt simultaneous at least, you know, like in, in, in real time, it was like, here they mm-hmm. come, and they they passed directly in front, and it was just like one, yeah. two, three, bang, and they just boop. It dropped. It was awesome. <laughs> they just dropped. It, that right. that was one where like you can't help but you know, it, it, there's just something where you're like you're just high fiving, and you're like this. this. Yeah, I was gonna say I think there was a high five involved on that oh, after that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're like this is amazing. Oh man! Like there's certain yeah. there's certain things it's hard to explain. You know, there's it's that's hard to explain to someone who who doesn't do it. That you're like, yeah. The 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 joy that went through where I'm like, I, I don't know. Just like you don't get that you don't get that much in your life. So when you get it, it's like, yeah. man, if you could bottle that feeling where you're like, yeah, we're coming right. we're coming in. Ready? One, two. Bang! And they're just both dropping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, here we go. Just so right to other yes. people, they're like, "What did you went with the? They're they've got the green head. Is that what you're going for?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah." Or, or I get <laughs> yeah. the question of like, "How many ducks did you catch?" And I'm like, I'm like well, yeah, we, caught, uh-huh. we caught quite a few that day." You know, or like, yeah. We did. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Woody did a top five on on that. Like things people say that are annoying, like what'd you catch? And yeah. Shortly after that, Woody's top five. Someone said one of those exact one of I think Woody's things was um when you're wearing camo and people like joke about how they can't see you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Someone did that exact joke to me shortly after that Woody's top five and I had to giggle over. <laughs> Cause it is annoying when people say that, because it's not funny. It's nothing that's funny. It's like there's no joke there. It's not funny. It's a dumb joke. 
doesn't make me feel bad. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Says the guy who coined, who <laughs> carried around Freak Baby. Right, 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 right. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm thinking back and like, I do love a good dad joke, though, where you're just like, you can't see my feet in these Crocs. But I do. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. One more thing I want to say about that day before we move on that I think is the hardest part to relay to people is that this pool, I think, was about a mile long. and It was kind of a circle, and Aiden and his buddies were clear on the other side. There was not a moment. I don't remember a single moment. Like, if you look deep into the sky, down away from you, you wouldn't see ducks. I mean, every single second, there was. they might have been three-fourths of a mile away. They might have been 500 yards away. Mm -hmm. But it was every moment, every moment, no matter whether you're shooting not shooting and that was one of the most spectacular things about it just they were everywhere they're like mosquitoes in september yeah i mean that's so look you know the the killing the ducks was was great but the whole but but that was the whole experience you know where it's like it just right we were in that pool it and there were just ducks everywhere you know it's like you want to talk yeah. you know there so i guess you know, you listen to podcasts, you see other people, you talk about like being on the X and you're like, mm -hmm. that was it. That, I mean, that was, but the X was enormous. The X was like oh. two miles by two miles it was. <laughs> for what, you know, the biggest X reason, of, of ever. Right. You know, for whatever <laughs> reason, it was just kind of like, that was the like duck super highway was coming right through there. And like that day, yeah, that was, that was the day. Um, so I think what happened was that that area was loaded with, um, moist soil vegetation, but it hadn't gotten any water in it. Cause I've only seen ducks be that into an area one other time in December. This has happened twice now. And Aiden can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that the water rose, the lake water rose and freshly flooded all that stuff. Yeah. So if you get a December pool that gets freshly flooded, it's like crack to ducks mm -hmm. it happened um a couple years before that i don't know if you'll remember this hunt where aiden and me and this kid were hunting in the rain and we just this grainy video it was this rain hunt out of an a-frame where we were just killing mallards but that year was the same thing it was like this pool got the smartweed pool got flooded in december it was the only freshly flooded place and it just didn't matter what you did it was the food was so they wanted the food so bad. It just didn't make a difference. And I think that that was the same scenario because Jake and Aiden, they, after you guys left, like the next week, they limited seven days in a row. Oh, not, not necessarily that same spot, but the same general area. I mean, they were limiting day after day after day after day. Wow. Wow. I guess that's also like, that's an interest. And, you know, I, I don't know what your statistics are for like where people are listening from, but it's, that is a, such a difference where, you know, listening about like water levels and things like that. So here mm. it's, it's the tides. So you have to watch the tide, right. you know, where there's certain places where if you go out and it's low tide and you get a North wind, you, you will be stuck you know, where it's like, there's mm. no, there's no more water where you are. And every now and then, you know, somebody has to go and, you know, the, the either, DNR or, you know, some sort of the authorities got to go get people because 
the water just blows all the way out. So that's what we have to watch right. for. There's no water rising. And I mean, there's a few rivers that, that yes, you have to watch that, but that's more, you know, how fast there's, it was the rain. Is it flowing? What, you know, is it fast, high, whatever, but, but that's a big, that is a big difference where so much of your, like even like your scouting during this part of the year is you're, you're mm-hmm. looking for water and like where, what's going to have right. water and what's going to hold water. And, and we've got, it's just interesting because we've got so much water. It's just different. You know, where you're like, there's yeah. so much water that you're like, well, where are the ducks? You know, like it just, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the Chesapeake Bay is huge. You know, it's like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a huge body of water and you're like, it's, there's always going to be water there. So where then it's yeah. just, you know, where are the ducks? Um, it's just a different thing. It's, it's very cool. And it's great to kind of see different, you know, different styles and, you know, what works mm-hmm. and what doesn't work. And there's places here where it's like, it's all wood duck, you know, in the, the first few splits, um, which is fun, but it's just, it's over so quick that I don't, that I don't yeah. like where you're just kind of, some some of them it's a whole lot of work for like fifth, the first fifteen minutes and then you're just sitting there kind of like, all right, did we bring snacks? Because like that's yeah, I, I don't know. That I know you. That's what's the, so enjoyable you know, about late talk, season you hunts. Had the, you had the wood duck talk a couple of weeks ago, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. beautiful. It's awesome. They taste great. Yeah. You know all of that. And when you're holding one, you know a, a, a plumed drake wood duck is awesome i mean just like super beautiful and you can show that you know showing your family dead ducks sometimes it scores sometimes it doesn't but that one like that is one that even like you know everybody was like wow that's 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 a cool duck you know Um, coming home with like you know gray ducks and brown ducks that are just like they're not as uh and my wife's always as impressive to the family keep them off my counter so i'm like okay (laughs) Yeah, right. There's certain, oh, my wife trained me rules. a long time ago. There's certain yeah. rules. Yeah. Where I, oh, my I, wife's got I, rules about everything. It's like I bring the meat in. She has all sorts of rules about that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she she keeps this place so clean, as you've seen, that it's like, hey, if you're going to keep this place this clean and really just leave me out of that equation, I will follow whatever rule you set. That's the, No, the smart move. You know, where it's like, look, it's <laughs> – it is nice, and if if that's you know a happy wife, um, and also she cooks the fowl well, so that's you know yes she does you know which is yeah. she doesn't eat it but she can cook it because the you know you can overcook and uh, you know turn something into a not very tasty meal real quick when it's duck you know that is for sure yeah I've that eaten a sure. lot of just like okay it's just like it's a Tastes like a tire, you know, at that point where you're just yeah. kind of like, we cooked the crap out of this. Or then the next go around, you like barely cook it and you're like, I think I'm going to get a disease because this, like I did. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Oh, it's so rare. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to find the sweet spot where you're kind of like, you know, uh, last time it was a tire, like chewing rubber bands. And now like this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done to you all. <laughs> I know, but duck is such a weird meat because it can also, if you find the sweet spot, be utterly fantastic. Oh, yeah. It can be so delicious. You can have it where it's close to steak, where you're like, you know what? This really is close to like a nice steak. 
And then you can yeah. have it where you're like, that was just really God off. <laughs> you know, where you're like, you're like, I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I don't my know any other meat that's that. as like polar opposite. Yeah. You know, he, my son told me this tastes like dog. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, I, in the past, I have had a love hate relationship with duck because there's sometimes where I'll like, gosh, I don't know if I like duck meat. It's gross. And then I'll make it the next time, like, this is the best meat in the world. Yeah, yeah. But my wife seems to be able to consistently make it good. She's never made it to where it tasted really gross. She never has. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've been impressed. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I don't. So, and then Matt started looking for real estate in Kansas the next week. I did. I, uh, I was essentially <laughs> like, okay. So first, my first move was like, I did say, so I'm the lawyer and I was like, I wonder if I could just like wave into Kansas and just kind of take like the easy, because some states you could take like the easy peasy test. And I was like, maybe I'll uh-huh. take that one and just get in. Uh, and my wife, my, who, who is a wonderful woman, um, was like, you realize our entire life is here. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe, you know, six months out of the year. And she was like, you're a crazy <laughs> person. So I've gotten, so I still, I use Redfin and I just casually will just send, send mm-hmm. the property. And I'm like, well, look how nice that looks just every now and then right. too much. And yeah. It's like, all right. So my daughter is here's what you need, man. Here's what you need to do. I, I, here's the plan. All right. Okay, I'm fine. It to you. All right. So you're a lawyer. So lawyers make a decent amount of money. I don't know what you make, but it's more than I make. Yeah. Suppose. So you, you get some kind of little place that you can turn into an Airbnb. Okay. Uh-huh. You invest in real estate. Okay. You get a little Airbnb going, you pay someone some nominal fee to kind of manage it, clean it and whatever. And then when you want to come on a hunt trip, there you go. So like a month out of the year or a month and a half or whatever, or two weeks in September, two weeks. So it's making money for you and your wife when you're not using it, but then you have it there to come and use and hunt. If you had a mom that maybe had like a real estate license or something, that would be helpful. (laughs) She used to. I know. I know. know. (laughs) Look, I think that would solve your problems. Well, and, but that, that brings us into, I guess, Unless I stay there an awful lot, I'll be hunting Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. So that that yeah that that unless you took residency in it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Look, my daughter's starting to look at colleges, and I'm definitely like, look, here's some here's some good colleges for you. It happens to be in a good flyway. What can I tell you? <laughs> Perfect flyway. But so did last year dampen your enthusiasm for this state? Because then Matt came back the next year and went on. I've gone through some bad runs. Yeah. But that was last year's hunting for you in Kansas was as bad as it could possibly get. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, so so was, it, um, was it defeating? Yes. I mean, of course. Um, and then, you know, I, I then – the the negative part of me which i which i am trying to like you got to work on mindset but sometimes my mindset goes to like 
you know, there's the guys where it's like, that guy's just got a nose for the birds. I don't know. It's just the, he finds the birds. He kills the birds. He's always killing the birds, find mm-hmm. the birds, kill the birds. <laughs> and I'm like, I went to an entire state and I tried real hard too. I mean, it wasn't like, right. it wasn't for lack yeah. of trying. And no, and no. we did not kill the birds, but the, um, I guess the timing is everything in life. And that was right after that real cold snap that I mean, was like, you know, negative 10 degrees. And I I think that that had negative. Yeah. You know, that, that, that had to have the, the biggest impact where it's like, well, I killed them. I bookmarked you when you were here because I had a really good hunt, couple hunts before you came. And the thing that killed you is your flight got delayed. So I, because my favorite hunt of the year, I've got two favorite hunts. One was with Aiden on the negative 40 wind chill day. And the other one was on the Kansas river. Cause in that hunt, you were supposed to be there mm-hmm. for that hunt, but you're playing. And I still second guess myself on that because so we had all these birds located on the Kansas river and I was going to wait. You were supposed to be there that day. Something weird happened with your plane. And so I was going to save it for you, but I looked at the temperature and I thought there was a significant chance that everything was going to thaw out and we wouldn't be able to get through that cornfield to get to the river. And so I decided, okay, it's not worth the risk. The birds are here. I jumped in there and hunted the birds and had, that was probably my favorite hunt of the year. And and you would have loved that hunt. And then we, turns out we, we could have driven in that day the next day when you guys were there. So I felt a little bit like, man, second guessing myself that I made that decision. Cause that, if you would have had that one hunt, you wouldn't have cared about the rest of the trip. That oh, hunt yeah. was so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what, I know which one you're talking about that. That was the, so Southwest uh, airlines, like something, I, I don't know if they've ever come out with what, what actually happened, but like thousands of flights just got canceled. Um, and at first it yeah. was like, maybe it's weather. And then it was like, no, it's something weird with, they don't have the people and the place and whatever. So it was my daughter and I, uh, who, you know, was in her ninth grade year. Um, and it, I guess that was her second <clears throat> season hunting. You know, that was, that was decision time was like her flight got canceled. There were thousands of people at the airport just laying around and just complaining. And I was like, this is a bad scene. Um, and we drove. So that was, so that was, so overall, do I have like terrible feelings about it? No, because the trip wound up being awesome because, you know, when you have a, you know, 14 year old daughter and she actually spends time with you, like that's, um, that's a real plus. Um, but, um, um, but uh, the hunting was really rough. The hunting was real rough. Yeah. Um, we had we tried rivers. We tried marshes. We tried night. fields. Yeah, we tried feet. That field, I mean, that was another one where, like you said, did we see 2,500 birds that day? Maybe. Yeah. Did, did one come over towards us? Nope. You know, one. like, <laughs> not, not where we were. But, I mean, like, but, but we saw an awful, we did see an awful lot of birds. There were, you know, yeah. it was a lot of geese, but it was, we saw an awful lot of birds and not, not one was even within like 
should we try it range? Like there, yeah, I know. You know, there wasn't even one that like you could see people starting to like reach for their guns, put it up on their shoulder, like where they're like, I don't care. It's been long enough. Yeah. Where like you know, fifty five turns into like seventy's eh, fine. Like it just it wasn't it wasn't even like that. No one even you know. I hated that day. That day sucked because that going in and out of that field, there was a lot of work involved in that day. Yep. And it was hard and the ground was sloppy and we were pulling carts that whole day. I hated that day. Yeah. And then, and then Matt, the day, I don't know if it was the day after that, we tried the river the next day. And then we finally find the birds on the, our last time. Yeah. We finally find the birds. We get into a situation where like I, we're on this little shallow water marsh. We break open this ice hole. There's birds everywhere. And within the first 15 minutes, we've got a group of like 40 working us. And one bird drops out of it. Now, we had gone like six hunts in a row without shooting anything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there is no way I'm not calling this shot. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Did, did Was it just one bird that dropped out or was it two? I can't remember if it was just one or if it's anyway. It feels like it was one. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I don't care if it's a half of a bird. These people have gone six days. We are gonna take this shot. Then you start your gun mal- malfunctions. Yep. And I was like, you know, <laughs> and then but but at the same time, at that moment, I'm like, okay, it's on. We are gonna get him. Because there was birds everywhere. I'm like, this yeah. is it. This is this is we got it. We got it. And then we sat out there for another four hours and didn't get another shot. Just watched. Yep. Birds. I was emotionally, that's as low as I can get waterfowl hunting. I be, I became like really negative. You know, when you're just like, of course he's not going to come in. Yeah, just look <laughs> like you're going to. But right. of, of course he's going to go the other way. Yeah, of course he is, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> where you're just that guy. Where it's just like, oh, yeah. of course, everything's wrong today. Oh, is it your high? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah. we made an ice hole for you. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. That Georgie was. won't stop whining, and I'm being like too pissed off at her. And right, I feel like bad. Everybody's like, on edge. Bad. I fell over in the water. You, you immersively have that on tape and have not released that. But I was like, I fell over, and I was like, oh. This is, of course, you know, it was. It was like, of course I fell. Of course. Like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to have a wet arm. And then even even walking out, we walked in on the ice fine, but walking out every step is a struggle because you're breaking yep. through the ice on every single yep. step. And yep. that was the moment, though, I looked it over at your daughter, who is one of the most impressive young ladies I've ever met, quite honestly. And she she endured it. I figured after the first couple of hunts, she was going to be like, see ya. But she was like, every single hunt, never complained, always a positive attitude, handled everything physically that you would ask her to handle. Yep. I was just like, wow, seriously, she is an impressive, impressive young lady. She is. Kudos to you. Oh, well, that, that's got to be my wife. But, but, um, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's, she's, she's a, she is a great kid. And, and uh, that, and I mean, we put her through it because it was like, we went, up we went up a river we went on fields we went you know it, it was planes trains and automobiles to try to get some ducks and right. we just we just didn't that, that that's all right i mean that's yeah fun. funny so carolyn's a really cute cute little girl i'm sure that she has plenty of suitors um and so i've got a son that's close to her age and we never you know really talked about this thing but i was like i'm thinking 
I bet you if I ask him to come hunting on this hunt, I bet you he's going to say yes. <laughs> like, so Elijah, uh, you want to go hunt tomorrow? Sure. sure. <laughs> I'm like, he was, he was like, yeah. Tell you'd be an idiot good. if you said no, my friend. <laughs> right, awesome, right. Like, pretty girl close to your age. If you say no, we're going to have a talk later. <laughs> he's like, two old guys? No. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hunting's been bad for six days. I'm still going to go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> pretty fun. It could be. Could be fun. <laughs> the, that you give him an attaboy. That's my boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was. He, oh, he's the God. one that got the duck. The duck. Yeah, he's the one that killed it. It wasn't even one of you guys yeah, that killed it. It was, it was him. He got the duck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. What, yeah. a, what a run of hunting. So, but, you well, know. Everything is not um, all, you know, it, it's not all amazing. Uh, in, no, and it stretches like that, and it's always enjoyable to have you guys stay at the place. I mean, we I enjoyed, you know, you guys are welcome to stay here anytime you're in round. It's just really fun having you guys here. One of the most fun things my wife agrees about about waterfowl season is that more and more I have, we've got so many extra bedrooms. Um, I don't live in a huge house or anything, but we do have two or three extra bedrooms with kids that have left and stuff. And so four or five times now we're entertaining hunting guests and stuff and that is added it didn't, never used to be that way because we didn't have the space and i always just had my little core group of aiden and my dad but things are just a little different now and it's really becoming one of our highlights of duck hunting season my wife likes to entertain mm-hmm. and all the social around the fire we always have a fire going and it's really become one of the um, high points of the season and even though we didn't do well we really enjoyed oh, you yeah. guys being there in your company oh, yeah. no it's uh now I feel like now I can like feel it more like even just talking this like hour. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it'll get here. It'll get here. Cause there's times right. like when it, when it's like April, it just, it feels so far away where you're like, it's not, yeah. it's never cold again, but now I can, I can feel it I'm like it. See, to me, it clicked this week that it is here now because this weekend is the first scout I'm going to go on that's actually scouting for season. Mm-hmm. So I've got a scout this weekend to a new hole I found. Um, I don't know if you heard the podcast where I talked about this place. I'm calling it the dubs. Mm-hmm. But um, new place I found and the week after that, I'm going to do some scouting for the Kansas opener. And then the weekend after that is scouting for the nebraska opener and then it's go so every scout now is a real scout so for me once it's real scouting i feel like season has has begun yeah at this point i'm not pulling the trigger yet but to me season starts with this scout this saturday oh it's here yeah yeah no that it i can also tell like uh and i'm sure it's the same from for a lot of people but like text chatter is up uh probably 200 percent. you know like where it's like yeah you know there's certain people that you're like you know i talk to them but i don't like talk talk but you know and then all of a sudden like Uh the text start where it's like hey yeah you know and then there's you know then there's the memes of it's tiger woods and john daly and like you're just kind of like everybody's (laughs) like like, people like it's starting it's coming back like it's coming back yep we, we no doubt, no doubt. Uh, this past weekend, you you nailed it. Yeah, you what? We went and shot skeet this past weekend. Um, you know, nice. it, it, uh, a little prep, so that that was good. You know, just to get right. Out. So then, you and I—I I don't know what all your hunt plan is for this year, but you and I are are going on a trip of that. I'm. I've got a couple trips planned. One is my bucket list trip to the um 
Sand Hills with Matt Highbury Sportsman, which <clears throat> this has been like for years, people have said, what's your bucket list hunt? And I've said to duck hunt in the Sand Hills. So that's like bucket list. But the trip that I'm really excited because I've got this trip planned. I just wanted to be my dad and myself. But a lot of times I, I really like having a third person. Um, it's more banter. And if I'm filming, it's nicer because then I've got more people to um, that I can film shooting. And typically people don't mind filming themselves. And and so that will, I'll tell you what, that, that, I would say with that invite you got, that almost makes you inner circle because you got an invite to a, just an Elliot Fumblemitz trip. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I am excited about that. Um, yeah. And, and the whole, you know, that, that for me, like the whole area, it just, it looks awesome. I've been, yeah. you know, it's like, I've been pulling it up on, I got the, google i got on x i'm like i'm looking at it it just it looks amazing it looks amazing yes i forgot to send you the bobby hayes video the duck liner calls video from up there because uh, i've got to send that to you um is it is really a really great video from like the early 2000s but okay. um that place it's on the south dakota nebraska border missouri river is where it is so and it's a perfect boat blind place. And I will say that it's probably going to be a little work intensive once brushing the boat uh, before the hunts, but getting in and out is going to be easy. The workload will just be depending on what kind of birds are around. Um, just, I'm going to bring a little, little hand saw. And so it will be no big deal. And the bottom out there is all firm. So it's not like it's mushy bottom. That's nice. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of places around here where you take like a step off the boat and you are, uh, you know, up to your belly button in muck. Right. That it is yeah. the worst. I don't know what it is, but like mm-hmm. something about that is like your heart rate just jumps like through the roof and you're, it's, it's awful. You know, I have, I've done like right. the <laughs> army crawl through muck of just like, <laughs> there's been times you know it's like it's 4 45 in the morning and you're like why am i doing this to myself i'm like i'm covered in muck and i'm like i better kill something. yeah so yeah our bottom, muddy hunts are our bottoms awful. like it's nice it's nice yeah yeah those muddy hunts you just you're you're digging out from under that mount with your hunt with your gear for weeks it's just yeah when you get into a mud hunt it just sucks and I let myself do it because it's like, oh, the birds are right there. They're just right there. Of course. And it's like, uh, yeah. Well, um, I know I want to talk about your dog, but I think we're going to do that on a Patreon only segment. Okay. So hang on with me for a second, guys. If you want a chance to come and hunt, we're doing the third annual. I think it's going to be, it's either going to be in Kansas or Nebraska. Um, it's probably going to be one of those two states. I'm, I'm almost 100% positive. One of those two states. We are giving away that drawing on August 31st. Now, I cannot promise you that you're going to get, um, let's see, bocce balls. Matt, bocce status if you if you win this. I'm not going to promise you that because I'm not going to just, everyone who wins isn't going to get like unlimited stays at my house probably. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you, patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. Uh, go over to Patreon and you can sign up there and there's different tiers if you want to support what I'm doing and there's all sorts of different content over there and whatever tier you sign up for is the number of entries you get on August 31st on YouTube Freelance Duck Hunting YouTube channel. We'll have a live stream where you can add more entries if you want and then that'll be at say 7 o'clock central and then or somewhere around 8 o'clock we'll spin that wheel and we will find out who is going to come and hunt this season. Patreon.com slash 
freelance.com. Matt, is there anything else you want to say before we end this off and move on over to the Patreon only segment? Nope. Um, I, I think you should guarantee that they get unlimited stays, but you know, <laughs> but, but, but I guess that's up to you. I'm <laughs> um, not going to guarantee that. Another perk <laughs> is unlimited stays. <laughs> Whenever you want, use it like your personal free motel. Continental breakfast every day. <laughs> and Beth made dinners. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you never know. You never know. So anyway, I will sign off here. If you want to hear the rest of this um, segment with Matt, that's going to be over on Patreon. Also with a lot of other North American Waterfowler podcast episodes and content so until next time this has been another episode of the north american waterfowler podcast